Well, good day, guys. Welcome to our bonus episode, episode five of the pod, which is our second one for this week. Uh, you're listening to us on a Friday, Friday the seventeenth <laughs> of November. Um, yeah, so hopefully you enjoy this surprise today. We're going to be focusing mainly on the AFLW with our with our expert guest who's joining us. Um, and yeah, so I hope you enjoy it. It's uh, Alex. Anything else you want to add? Are we going with episode five? I thought we'd roll with like four B. Nah, because we can call it. A, well, we could. Do you want to? Nah. Well, <laughs> look, we'll leave that to listeners as a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome maybe to this next a- episode, <laughs> whatever number it is. Um, I think we'll call it five. It, it'll it'll look better on, on the Spotify. All the other streaming platforms. Well, we are joined by an absolute expert of his trade slash craft. Um, a guy that knows more about what we're going to be talking about than we could ever know. So, um, thanks to him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get stuck into AFL. W. It doesn't get any better than that, champion. I'll tell you what. Get a big dog up your Collingwood. You fucking deserve it. All right, here we are at AFL for this week. Um, Alex, not much has happened again with the men's, but um, a big week in the AFLW. Um, first finals round has been completed. Now, last week, um, if you tuned in, you would have realised, well, we did admit it, but we don't know much about AFLW and we are working towards getting a lot better at that and improving and with that, we've invited, would you say, an expert to the pod today? <laughs> it's a wordy announcement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're joined by someone who actually knows what they're talking about, as opposed to us two clowns that um, have no idea what's going on. So we're joined by Clarky. Now, Clarky is the host of footy podcast Falcon and also a member of the team at Mailbag, which is Footy Mailbag and it's Supercoach Focus. So any of you Supercoach fans out there, time to fangirl real hard for Clarky. Before before Clarky comes in, I just sort of clarify it. It's, the, it's called The Falcon, a footy podcast. So we just want to make sure we get our promo right here, mate. Semantics, mate. Semantics. Just get on with it. No, actually- come on, Clarky. Come and join us. There's- and I will it's- mention he's my brother-in-law, so there's a bit of nepotism here. Yeah, it's it's really, really honouring to get the first guest spot based purely on nepotism. Um, we, we love that. And also the stretch of the word expert being used exclusively. I think you probably should have rephrased it as the best you could get. Yeah, true. But true. I mean, in in regards to us, you're definitely an expert. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was listening last week, and I couldn't help but notice, Carmen, that you remember that Adelaide won a premiership last year, <laughs> last season. <laughs> or sorry, season set, season six, and then season seven premiers. The Melbourne Demons got absolutely nothing. My yeah. my girls. Yeah, look, we actually received a few messages about that error on our part. So, yeah, I'll leave it to you to, to explain that. <laughs> there was two grand finals in the same year. Is that correct? Yeah, so season six was played at the start of the year. Uh, and season seven was then brought in around, I believe it was sort of late October, early October, sort of late September, a bit similar to this season eight. Uh, that is now in the, just finished week one of the finals, so I think it's a bit nicer for them to actually play at this time of year when it's not scorching hot. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that, just- that's why you're on, Clarky, to give us these these factual snippets that we cannot seem to fathom the <laughs> the memory for. Well, look, it's always important to remember your own team's premiership, so I won't begrudge Carmen for that one. Yeah, well, I think- let, let's Crows- get into that, shall we? Yeah, Crows, um, Crows the only premiers, by the way, the AFLW. Only. Yeah, it's a season eight. There's been ah, okay. there's been seven <laughs> other ones before this year. Again, you're not but, exactly putting yourself in a good light here, no, Carmen. No, you know what, Carmen, you will love this. Crows the only multiple premiership winners, so they've there won three go. premierships in their time. They're the most successful AFLW team. If you want to count things like premierships and stats, and I guess like if that's important to you, then sure. It, yeah. it is, and I want to pose one question before we get started on this week's round. Do you think we should 
be allowed to add the premierships from the AFLW to the AFL men's? Because five <laughs> five premierships a- looks Adelaide's a lot better than two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, if you want to, if you want to really it, look, I, I don't see why not. Right, you're the same club. You know, you look at things like the McClellan Trophy, which the Melbourne Demons just won, which is mm-hmm. based on the success, the combined success of both the AFLM and AFLW teams. Right. So, I feel like those kinds of stats should count. Uh, however, Essendon winning a final is still. Still not on the table based on the results this week. I mean, if you want to get into it, we can start. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Let's, well, let's start yeah. there, please. Well, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll start start near the end. Sunday <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Cats absolutely pants the Bombers. Um, the battle of the Prisparkus Cup. So, Maddie and Georgie. Georgie plays for the Cats and Maddie plays for the Bombers. Cats just had it all day. Just, it was a, a, almost a non-contest. I think... They could have put it to bed pretty early if they kicked straight um, with the final, you know, the final margin, which I'm just bringing up here, so I can get it, <laughs> so I can get it correct. It Seven. was frustratingly Geelong-like, wasn't it? Because yeah. they just looked pretty comfortable in that finals atmosphere, as usual. Um, pretty sick of seeing it, but yeah, back to yeah. you. Typical, typical pro Geelong playing it, getting a team to play at GMHBA and then winning a game. <laughs> but they won it. So seven nine fifty one to five three thirty three. I think the Bombers in the last quarter they put on a couple of goals to get it within eighteen points, which made it look a little bit better for them. But ultimately, it was you know I watch uh, I managed to catch the second half of that one. I unfortunately didn't see the start, but it was you could just tell by the way Geelong were playing. They were just very dominant and. That it wasn't really much the Bombers could do against it. You know, it wasn't wasn't their best. Is this the weight goes on, doesn't it, yeah. for their win? <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely shattered by that. I really wanted Essendon to get up just for the Essendon Football Club and to break that. What is it, seven thousand day duck? <laughs> I don't think I don't know if Essendon fans want to count it though, because it feels <laughs> it, feel, it feels disingenuous, right? But. Yeah. For the Essendon women's team to play finals in their second season is just fantastic in yeah. its own. Like Bonnie Too Good, yeah. Georgia Nanskowin, just absolute jets in the middle. Like there's what there's a, a name, lot to be by happy. the way. Which Bonnie one? Too Good. Yeah. Co like Yeah, that's unreal. Bonnie Too Good. What a name. She was born to play for it. Just like Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean looking at that game sort of Georgie Prisbarkas, best on ground, just they couldn't stop her all day. So I think it was very heavily going to be Geelong's if they let her let her have her time. Um, Aisling, uh, what's her name? Aisling Maloney. Aisling Maloney. Just, yeah, stepped up on the big stage for the Cats as well. Two goals, 18 disposals. They're an Irish hub, aren't they, Geelong? Absolutely. They love, they <laughs> love the Irish girls and they're absolutely killing it as well. Why not? Imagine yeah. how disappointed you'd be stepping off the plane and then heading down to Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this place? We've gone back 20 years in time. Clarky, just on Geelong, uh, I'd appreciate your insight here. Is this, uh, based on me following the AFLW loosely over the past few seasons, I haven't noticed Geelong being that dominant in this competition. Is that correct? Is this their sort of first year where they've established themselves in the finals? I think... You know, in not to put kind of a negative spin on it, but I think it kind of is the product of you see these teams that have been in the competition longer, and it was probably an issue that started with the staging of adding teams to the overall competition. So Geelong have been around for a couple of seasons now, and they've really had a chance to set their system. Yeah. And you know, who can discount the Daisy Pierce factor, right? Like. Daisy Pierce goes to the Geelong club. I think she is working with the AFLM team, but it's good enough vibes, right? <laughs> yeah, she's a jet. I love, I love her, and I love, I love when she's part of commentary team for AFL men's games. Like, I actually appreciate the things she says more than most of the other commentators. Yeah, it's it's difficult to sort of put into words players like Daisy Pierce, right? Where can committing so much to the game just from the startup aspect to now sort of a prolific commentary spot, you know, it's, it's, you know, 
there are other people who have also sort of like Abby Holmes is another one that I really yeah. like in as far as the female commentators. And I think we need to see more of it, right? Like you want to see that as opening a door and you can't, you can't ever not be grateful to someone like Daisy Pierce for helping with that. A hundred percent. Absolutely. If you uh, haven't noticed yet, Josh uh, or Clarky, as he's better known, is a one-eyed Demons fan, and he will drop <laughs> any Demons name that can come to mind. And he also lives at a dog shelter. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the dogs were getting some dinner in the background, and they absolutely go on ape shit. <laughs> but yeah, so. Cats will move on to the next round, so they move on to a. Is it semi-final? I don't. I don't understand how they. This was. Uh, this was an elimination, so they yeah. move on to not a qualifying. It's a semi-final. It's a semi. So they'll be playing. The, <laughs> they'll be playing Melbourne. We'll move on. We'll go. We'll go in chronological order now to <laughs> Melbourne, North Melbourne later <laughs> Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about this, mate? Yeah. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I still hurts. Look, it hurts, right? But can you really be that upset when North Melbourne have been a team that all year are da- have been dangerous, right? Like, there's very we'll little. Tell your word for that. <laughs> yeah, there's very there's very little that you can take away from North Melbourne season. Like they finished third. Um, you know, it's it's a big year for them, right? Like they came out, they had a game plan to beat Melbourne, and they executed it. To a T, right? Melbourne. When's the in. last time that's ever been in a sentence? North <laughs> Melbourne and doing well. <laughs> North Melbourne are only relevant in the AFLW. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love and, that. And draft well. and draft period. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, they came out and they absolutely stomped us in everything that they could. Right, they had like a hundred ta- over a hundred tackles by the end of the game. Just hardball winning. Melbourne couldn't get any of their free free flowing run, and yeah, like it's like te- it's textbook, right? Like you go out, Melbourne are a contested team, and you shut down their contests, and they had nothing. Yeah. Um, the Demons have been like the highest scoring team all year as well. So to only kick, you know, only kick one goal is nothing short of disappointing. <laughs> like, yeah. nothing, like what? What can you even say about that? Right? Like it. What, what it was shows that Melbourne disappointing in a final? Did you say? <laughs> That not doesn't ring him any bells. Not this Melbourne. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah, it it's just it's really really disrupting. I think so. Melbourne are going to be playing Geelong next week, off the back of that, and the Roos get a week off, and they'll play the winner of the other semi final. So, you know, like Melbourne kicking it high and long. It seems like they brought some of the AFL game. AFLM game plan into this finals series and just kicked it and hoped. But half the time, right, like you, I saw them kicking it over the head of Eden Zanka or Bannon and it's just like, you, you just can't win a game right like that, right? Like if you get rattled, you need to be able to regroup and historically the girls have done that, but just wasn't, just wasn't meant to be, right? Like Do it's... You, you say Daisy factor before. Do you think there's an element of her being gone in, in terms of leadership and keeping those cool heads in a big game like that. Do you think that has a has an Im- impact on that? Given how the season played out, I'd probably say no. Yeah. Just just because, you know, Melbourne finished second, right? And we were winning games by massive margins. So it's not a firepower issue. It's it's just a matter of I think some days as well, you've just got to chalk it up to it's just one team is on. And you can't you can't get it right. Yeah, and that's something that they really need to keep in mind. I think coming in against Geelong because if they're not careful, Geelong will probably do something similar, right? Because it sets a blueprint as well for what works against a side that is so dominant. Yeah, true. Um, and you can say anything for any of those top four teams. So the you know Crows finished on top, Melbourne second, North, and then Brisbane. Those four teams are definitely the strongest. Yeah. And stopping them is is probably the thing that's going to... Like, this is a big upset. Like, North Melbourne going straight through to a prelim and then going to be facing either Adelaide or Sydney is is really big. And I think I, I called it on the Falcon uh, a couple episodes ago where I said that North Melbourne are probably looking like they might play a premiership this year. Wow. 
which is which is amazing. Like I, I genuinely think that they are one hundred percent in with probably the odds on for getting in there. Right, and it depends on who they go up against, but I think they have they have a list that really just they can take it to any of the best teams. Did you say you've already mentioned that on the Falcon podcast? I did. The oh. Falcon the Falcon a footy podcast, which is the other <laughs> podcast I host well, with then, my good friends Jesse and Chris. <laughs> well then to our audience, you've heard it here second. <laughs> we'll be going back and fact checking that as well. I'll question everything he says. Uh, we'll take, when he, we'll when take he gets the stats. Right. Yeah, we'll take the stats. So, yeah, Tal- Talia Randall, I think, was my standout for that game. She was just all day, she was playing on Libby Birch and just absolutely put her in her pocket and wasn't even bothered. Like, too tall, too strong, booted three goals. Like, just can't, yeah, can't even. <laughs> can't even doubt like anything about that as a forward. Like that's a yeah. that's a day out and a yeah. half. Let's move on to something happier though. <laughs> oh, don't go to the Crows game. <laughs> <laughs> Brisbane, put the Crows to bed. Oh, God, wasn't you know, a like, fucking goal umpire to blame this time. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> this was this was a really good match. 36-3-39 to 5-7-37. So, yeah, that was close. close yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was this close the last time these guys played as well. I feel like, like they're our bogey really... team, Brisbane, hey? Brisbane just sneak up on teams, I think. People ah. sort of forget that they're super dominant, right? <laughs> like, like, oh, nah, it's Brisbane. Like, Brisbane do okay, but they're not like... No, 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 they are. Yeah. Like, it, it felt like they kind of snuck a little bit into that top four. But... Realistically, they've still got a list like that could absolutely smack any of them. I'm a they, big fan of um, Aller Dwyer as well. They've won a premiership, hey. Yeah, Brisbane have won yeah. one. Um, Adelaide have won three. Melbourne have won one. I think going historically, I think the Bulldogs have one in there somewhere as well. A couple of years back, not this year. <laughs> this year wasn't yeah. the year, but yeah. No. Um, Aller Dwyer, two goals, nine tackles. Ali Anderson with a goal and 16 disposals. Like, it's, once again, just really, really what you want. Like, the Crows lost to Brisbane in the same way in round eight. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was just Brisbane on top for the first half. Adelaide make a comeback and then Brisbane get the job done, right? And that's ticking all the boxes for a premiership team, right? And to do it in Adelaide as well is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, you know, off topic, but I feel like Adelaide is very much the spiritual home of AFLW because watching that game and the vibe at Norwood was just just immaculate, right? Like, they love it. Like, they absolutely love supporting the women's footy, you know, and you don't always get that in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, unless you go to somewhere like Icon. Icon is usually pretty, pretty full, but, like, you know, I've been to Casey Fields to watch matches before and it's just, like... There's not enough facilities really to support kind of a, a decent sized crowd, but every yeah. time you go to Norwood, like you hear the cheers, you hear the people chanting, like it's it's something that you really, really enjoy seeing and you want to see more of it. Yeah, and on yeah. that, being an Adelaide boy, I've had the opportunity to play on Norwood Oval a couple of times. It's genuinely my my favourite my favourite oval, and that wasn't to you know put any tickets to myself, but the, <laughs> I generally think it's a great oval, and I love it like. It's like it's got that Eddie had vibe where it's like really intimate and enclosed. Like I love that about it, and I, I love all stadiums that have a roof or or that sort of enclosed feeling. I feel like it just uh, amplifies the atmosphere, and I think um, yeah, it, it adds to the energy, especially of those finals games. Just just going back to that, what you said before, Carmen. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> go for a kick with your dad. On Norwood Oval. <laughs> yeah, we used to live around the corner. <laughs> Does not count as playing at Norwood Oval. Uh, I've we, had a chance to play there, son. <laughs> we kicked kick the soccer ball as well. <laughs> kick the dog. <laughs> the Caruso carpet really doesn't have the, the storied history that you you want to hear, but it also probably would make a good episode of like a murder mystery podcast. <laughs> Yeah, coming up next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, standout forward, though. Eloise Jones kicking career-high four goals for the Crows. Just 
I look, the Crows I think will rally next week. Yeah. They've got they've got something something to show really for themselves. And I think this is this is probably a blip, right? Like to lose by two points in a tight game, it's it, that, that's everyone giving a hundred and ten percent for yeah. the whole time. Oh, and they're gonna that. be playing the Sydney Swans. Hell yeah. And I hate to say, like the Sydney the Swans Suns game was one that I unfortunately didn't get a chance to watch. But the Gold Coast Suns and the Sydney Swans AFLW teams have both been really good this year and they're full of just I lo- like I love Sydney's AFLW vibes. Like yeah, they've got too. a really good team. They really just you know they are built to only get the ball rolling and it's going to go like it's going to snowball downhill, right? Yeah. And Gold Coast this year, I think, are probably a little bit of a surprise because they've not been super competitive the last couple of years. Like they've they kind of were a bit like, oh, they're still developing. But to get into the eight is a feat within itself, right? So mm-hmm. I think I this is another thing where like they're only going to get better. So I don't know. S- Sydney for me, I think we're going to take it to Adelaide. So there might be a little bit of an ambush, Ooh. but I, I do have some confidence that Adelaide will get away with it. And that one will be at, at Adelaide Oval or at Norwood Oval? I believe so. I believe it is in Adelaide. They've got the home game. Oh, Sydney v Adelaide. If it was at the Adelaide Oval, there would be some retribution there, wouldn't there? Oh, God. For that, for, for old Bankeasy. <laughs> He'd still, be on the boundary checking everything. It's still hard to talk about that. <laughs> I just want to. I want to mention. I want to mention quickly with the Swans. I haven't really seen another AFL team, uh, AFL men's team, support their women's team as much as the Sydney Swans. And I like. I've I've loved seeing that. I, I want to see more of that from the other teams. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that quickly. I'm really impressed by that. Yeah. So. It was another game as well, right? And I think this is probably one of my favorite things about AFLW, which is like the pressure is just off the charts, right? Sydney cracked 105 tackles, so another triple figures tackles game. And you just like, you just don't see those kinds of stats, right? Like, yeah, like that's a massive amount of tackles. And I think that's really telling of just how much they want it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was really tough to see Gold Coast go out that way, but... You know, what what can you do? Move move on and move forward, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Boana for Gold Coast, kicking four goals. Big highlight effort. for them. Yeah, she yeah. was really, really prolific in that game. Chloe Malloy, three, go- three goals. McAvoy, two goals to Sydney. So, it's hard. Like, you know, Laura Gardner as well for Sydney has had just an unstoppable season. Um, I know yeah. particularly she was one of those ones like I played AFLW Fantasy this year and I was just like I need Gardner and I had her and I don't think she went below 100 for like six weeks which yeah. <laughs> is like damn you you want that um, so we move on the semi-finals next week Adelaide Sydney Melbourne Geelong and I think for my for my votes it's probably I'm going to go with the heart and say it's going to end up being Brisbane, Melbourne in a prelim. Ooh. I think Melbourne, Melbourne needs a rally, and I think they might have the the maturity. I think to you know they're using through their leadership, right? Like Kate Hoare has been probably the best replacement for captain that I could have thought of for Daisy Pierce, and I think she leads by example, right? So she's going yeah. to come out absolutely steaming, um, and I think the Crows will probably get up and find themselves against North Melbourne. Yeah. I am scared of Sydney though. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be easy for us just to add. So, yeah, I think look, that that about wraps it up. Like, you know, if, if you want to get into AFLW, this is the week, right? Finals is where the best footy is. Yeah. We love finals. Absolutely. Get into this and then get ready for next season because you're going to start hearing a lot of these names coming through and the system's only getting better and... I think at, at this stage, as far as AFLW goes, the only thing really holding it back is funding and like a, just a genuine positive push, right? Mm, like yeah. it's, it feels so much like the AFL treats it like an afterthought. Yeah. That, mm. You yeah, know, it's bullshit. 
Yeah, but like, call it what it is. AFL is not the best run organization in the world. <laughs> I think we all know that. And then think about how badly they treat the men's game sometimes. And people seem to have a lot of problems with the way that, like, at the moment, AFLM's announcing gather round, and they've announced. You know, I just, I think I saw on Facebook earlier today, they've announced our our game. We're playing in round twelve in the Northern Territory, and it's like, oh, Melbourne are playing in the Northern Territory at some point in the year. Yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, of course we are. We love to play in the Northern Territory. And of course they play games in the... Like, they haven't even announced round one. They don't even know how preseason's going to work. And so you think of all these problems that you have with AFLM. They don't They don't even think about what they're doing to AFLW, right? Yeah. Like, they don't... The players need fair pay. The system itself needs support to actually establish growth. And people will say, oh, well you know, it's because people aren't getting into it and it's like, you know, there's not a lot of money that comes to AFLW. Like, fuck that, bro. Like, to be quite honest, like, fuck that. The AFL is a multi-million dollar organization that can afford to support a women's program. And if you're not putting it in the spotlight and then going, oh, well, why isn't it generating a lot of interest? It's because you're not doing all the right stuff, right? Like, you're not marketing it to the right people or you're not building, you know, grounds and systems that support people even going to the football Right, like I can't say even how many MCG games I went to for the the D's. I I, I try to go to as many home games as I can, like with a because I've got the home game membership. And I go to, you go to games sometimes, and there's like twenty thousand people in the MCG, which, like, you know, okay, you can't even do it for the men's, but you're doing absolutely nothing for the women. So yeah. it's the same problems, but just on different scales. Yeah, no, I agree. I I. what troubles me is sort of like the expectation of it to be like the best thing ever, even if in its infancy. And I think like people forget to understand that when things are in their infancy, you need to rely on support. You need to rely on the AFL to give it a massive push. So yeah, I definitely agree with everything you're saying there. I think as well, right? People people tend to compare, and and I want to make it very clear. Like right? I'm by no means I I love AFLW, but I'm by no means an expert, and you yeah. can probably tell by the testimony of the matches and how I've gone through them, right? Like I watch it and I just go, "Fuck, I love watching footy," right? Yeah, like, and yeah. that's the experience that you want. But people compare it like, you know, oh well, it's like a red delicious versus a pink lady, but in reality, yeah. it's like a pink lady and a fucking banana. Right, yeah. like they're they're played very differently, and the the things that are good about the women's game aren't going to match up precisely with what makes the men's game look the way that it does. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? I would say the intensity of the women's game is much better than the men's. Like on average, like they go hard. Yeah, no, I agree. Great fruit analogy. We love that on this show. <laughs> yeah, you're because you're you're a vegan, right, Alex? So I thought. <laughs> Oh, don't you know if I that. if I did if I did chicken and beef right? Like, <laughs> I don't think you get it. What's beef? <laughs> it's what we're going to have after this episode. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it is like that. That really is though, right? You can't compare it to the same to be exactly an analog one for one. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. All right, well, we could talk about this probably for fucking seven hours. Well, I know I can, but I think, um, firstly, thank you, Josh. That was so much more insightful than our triad at last week. Um, <laughs> we really appreciate you doing that, and we're definitely going to call on you to do it more for us in the future. Um, it's not the end for you now, though. I'm hoping that you'll stick around. We're going to go through our What Did You Watch segment and our Isaac Ranking segment. Are you keen to join us with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's we'll get into our what did you watch? Um, Is there a sting for that? Or uh, there'll be something that has played, but yeah, we're we're into it now. So consider the sting to be played already. Um, (laughs) Is it yeah? Is it a sting or a segue? It's something. I'll figure it out later. so, yeah, Josh, you know how this... Se- uh, sorry, Clarky, you're going to refer to you as Clarky. <laughs> Clarky, you know how this segment works, yeah? Yeah. Well, then, kick us <laughs> off, mate. Is, it, is, is the segment, I tell you that I've watched something and then... 100%. <laughs> and then what you've watched. Okay. <laughs> and we <laughs> judge you based on that. All right, hang on. Sorry. Just, uh, just stop me if I get this wrong. Okay. So, this week, I watched... See? 
Correct. Now yeah. you got it. Yeah. Um, I, I watched the Mario Brothers movie that's just released Whee! on streaming. It's not great. <laughs> you didn't it's like a, it. It's a solid five, right? Which is more offensive than being a one, in my opinion. <laughs> because there's there's very little to take away from it. So, Illumination did the animation, right? And it looks beautiful, right? Illumination have like the minions, Despicable Me, like that that kind of art style. But it's yeah. they've obviously had the artwork of Nintendo to work with, so you can kind of tell where you're like, oh, okay, so we've given you the good reference, and then you've built something that's absolutely beautiful, like Mushroom Kingdom, the Darklands, like the Desert Worlds. Like it kind of speeds through some of the ones in between, like the Donkey Kong World, like the Jungle Realm, whatever they want to call it. Beautiful. And yeah. then there's things like Chris Pratt as Mario, which, look, <laughs> I wasn't a fan of the casting. He didn't do, like, the worst job in the world, but it's yeah. just kind of, you know, you listen to it, you're like, yeah, I guess, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like why wasn't it Al Pacino or, like, Sylvester Stallone or, like... Yeah, funnier. You know. Or they they even had Charles Martinet, who does the voice of Mario in the games, was in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and his lines were basically, wahoo, and <laughs> it's a me, like the two Mario lines. Like. Wait, fun, fun fact, just going on that, you know the it's a me? It's a me, Mario. A lot of people like got that confused and thought that Mario was saying, it's a me, Mario, like it, like an Italian person going, hey, it's me. But he's actually saying it's me, which in Japanese means super. Like for Super Mario. Oh, uh, not fucking Super again. <laughs> Honestly. How'd you say in Croatian? <laughs> Super Mario. This is, this, is, this is groundbreaking, right? Because we're canonizing it here. Mario, not Italian. No. Croatian. <laughs> this whole well, time. Well, Japanese, but yeah. <laughs> this, whole, this whole time. No, no, no. It's not Japanese. I think you've misread that. <laughs> Super. <laughs> I'll claim it. I'll claim it. Alex, yeah. it, can you add him to your favourite superheroes? Who is he? Is he from DC or Marvel? <laughs> or Japan? It Japan. didn't matter to <laughs> you. Japan gets a, it's Those are the three categories. You're correct. It's Japan, <laughs> DC or Marvel. Fun. The JCU uh, is wild though. But yeah, like Jack Black's performance, really good. The movie script let everyone down. Yeah, and I think right. like that's it, right? Like they speed through all this stuff, and you've got all this reference material, and they made something that was like, this is designed to be a five because that way it can't fail, and it'll still make money because it's Mario, but it's not going to be anything groundbreaking. So you think they played it too safe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. All right. Well. So, but go. Hey, it's on streaming, right? If you're already paying for binge, it's there are worse things you can do with an hour and a half. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix now too. Oh, okay. Yeah, even better. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Are you two children ready to move on and yeah. talk about some grown-up things? Go on, mate. Hit it. Hit us. No, with no. It. Tell me what you watched, mate. Um. <laughs> all right. I watched a Marvel movie. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> Red I wa- Dragon. <laughs> I watched the oh, new <laughs> Guardian. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, <laughs> I watched the new David Fincher movie. Do you know David Fincher? I'm aware of him. Yeah. Alex? No. no. I know David Harbour. <laughs> Is that the... He's the Fight Club guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So, David yeah. yeah, David Fincher did Fight Club. He did uh, Seven. Gone Girl. And he did Gone Girl, yeah. And he did yeah. Zodiac as well. And that, like some of my favourite movies. Oh, they're good, actually. Yeah, yeah very good films. <laughs> um, <laughs> Al, going off the name. Bad vibes, bro. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, he released a new movie recently and it was on, um, Net, it's on Netflix now. It's called The Killer with, um, Michael Fassbender. He's the, um, main actor. Um, it's essentially about a hitman seeking revenge. These people broke into his house, um, uh, ruined it, stole some things, beat up his partner. Um, no, uh, no, no, I think you got that wrong. That's John Wick. And it's not, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a partner, it's a dog. It's, it's very similar. <laughs> it's very similar to John Wick. But um, yeah, I I'm giving it a two out of seventy out of seventy eight. It was Ooh. just it wasn't good. I I found it to be very rushed. I found the plot just to be forced and vague. And I don't know. It was just a 
yeah, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. So how long yeah, is it? Thumbs down. It's not very long. It's like I think hour and fifty, maybe two minutes. Uh, two minutes, two hours. Um, yeah, I don't know. Watch it. See Remember what you that think. was a long movie length. Yeah, like, I know, you go right? be like oh, an hour fifty. I don't know if I've got time. Yeah, absolutely. Then Lord of the Rings came and ruined everything. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. But um, yeah, watch it. See what you think. There's there's some good. I don't know action sequences, I guess, and cool dialogue. But uh, yeah, I just thought overall average. Does it feel like the Hitman Revenge plotline has gotten a bit overdone? I think so. Yeah. I, th- I, f- I definitely felt that with this movie. I felt, yeah, this one in particular just felt like it was forcing that narrative. But, yeah. Al, what you got? Sounds like that was a riveting watch, right? Yeah, Thanks it was. Enlightening well, it got us. two there out of go. 78, which, uh, you know, as we know, <laughs> on, the Roger, on the Roger Ebert scale is, is significantly low. <laughs> I'll, I'll say a little bit of spiel from mine, and you see if you can guess what I watched, right? Go on, mate. I just got to get into character. Here we go. <laughs> Wagwan fam is calm still. Link me that and we'll pick up the food, innit? Bruh. I genuinely had no idea what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Top boy is what I've been watching, <laughs> fellas. Okay, nice. It is, it is set in the heart of London and it is about... Some really good things, and we're into season. <laughs> Some really good things. Season four. It was kind of not good things. I was gonna say I've, I've just looked it up. It says crime drama, so I'm <laughs> yeah, wondering yeah. what what these good things are. Is yeah, uh, not very good, but it's good. Um, I believe Drake is a producer of it, of the more recent seasons. There's a few seasons, so it's like these ones have been. There was a gap between seasons, and they brought it back. And it is really good, though. I recommend it. It's like a crime drama. It's following gang in London that obviously sell drugs and move drugs and the general followings and things that gangs get up to. Nice. Are you and- are you trying to carry on from you trying to convince people that you're English again? <laughs> well, I think I just butchered that. So I don't think they're going to be any more enlightened by that. Um, but yeah, well, go and watch Top Boy. It's good. It's exactly what a gangster would do to throw people off his trail, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm a yeah. gangster, but I want to do a podcast. Oh, yeah. All right, Gov, let's go do some crime or whatever. Ain't that, bruv? Ain't Oh, Alex, get us, uh, get us into the next segment. What is it, mate? It's the moment, the thing you've been waiting for, the thing that drives your week forward. It is... Isaac Rankins, and this week we've got a thrilling section of things to Fucking rank. Leave it to you to have the ideas for one week and you come up with this fucking shit. Now, at In and Under, we love convenience, we love laziness, and what goes hand in hand with those two things? A microwave. So, I want you to tell me your top three with an honourable mention... Things that go in the microwave or can go in the microwave because you can put like metal in there, but you shouldn't. Um, but yeah, we're talking. This answers foods. a lot of questions I have about the qualifications <laughs> to go on this list. Um, foods that you can or should or will or do microwave. Um, and yeah, what's your top three with an honourable mention? And this has been hard because this is so fucking boring. No, this is this is the stuff people join us for. This is what the people want to hear. Um, it's what we bought Clarkie in for, really, not the AFLW. Yeah. We know he's a microwave connoisseur. Oh God, kick us off then, Alex. <laughs> Am I doing? Wait, I'm asking you. I think I think you should set the example. Yeah, set all it. All right. <clears throat> do you want me to go all three? Nah, start. So we'll go. We'll do our threes first, and then so on. Right. Like that. Number three, I've got. Instant noodles, like the super noodles, mega and whatever you want to call them. In- incorrect. What? Yep. Incorrect. Easy. It's a nutritious you dinner. Do it on the stove. Look. No, I'm saying, but you can microwave it. If you only got two <laughs> minutes, you're chucking it in the microwave. As you pointed out, there's a lot of things you can microwave. 
doesn't mean you should. Yeah. This is not a breakdown of my that my rankings. Here. This is me telling you my top three, and you have no say in it. So right, uh, give us your number three, Clarky. It look. So we once I experience the joy of what is the air fryer. The microwave <laughs> suddenly was not involved in as much preparation as it used to be. But after, after racking my brain, I've got to go with number three, hot dog. Hot Ooh. dog. Okay, hot so dog have, if Come you... Come again? Okay, here's, here's the thing, right? <laughs> here's the thing, right? You want a hot dog, right? And you can go there, like you can put, you can get the water, you put it in the pot, and you got to put your hot dog in the water. Oh, the, the saucepan's not wide enough to fit more than one hot dog because then they start curving. And then you got to wait like 12 <laughs> minutes to the water to boil and the hot dog to be ready. 30 seconds in the microwave, boom, hot dog in the bun, good to go. Nice. That's convenience. That is convenience, exactly. Yeah. What's your number three, Cameron? Uh, I've written here. Anything frozen. <laughs> like, that is it not specific? Or I just think like preparation. As, a, as the functionality of a microwave, it, it does a pretty good job of unfreezing things. So that's that's what I have tended to use to unfreeze my frozen meals. I, I feel like you're trying to destroy the credibility of this segment. I'm, I feel I'm like not. he's taken a piss in the face of the list by listing exactly. a group of foods. Yeah, no, that is not what this segment Look, I, was I appreciate. I'm not I, keen to hear you about next two. I appreciate the microwave in that it unfreezes some of my food. So there you go. That's number three. Number two, Alex. <laughs> Number two, I am going for the staple of any breakfast, porridge, instant ah, oats. Oh, this is winding me up so no, much. You can do it on the stove and it may be better and we won't mention that to the microwave, but you can <laughs> do it in the microwave. It's convenient, it's simple, it's effective. So, porridge. Oh, God. Yep. All right. Good one, man. Move it on. Let's go, Clarky. <laughs> Uh, I gotta go with milk. <laughs> <laughs> this was tough, right? I came up with two really good ones, and I was like, "I don't like because you know, I, I I did ask I did ask my wife for help, and I was like, what like what do you cook in the microwave? Like I re, like you read like does takeout count? I didn't want to say take- everything according to Here's Alex. the thing, right? I didn't I didn't want to say takeout, right? Because it felt like a bit of a cop out. But like you get a fried rice. Or like a noodles from a Chinese place, right? Always good the next day. You chuck mm-hmm. that in the microwave, like put a couple of drops of water on the top to stop it from getting dry. Mm-hmm. Microwave, minute and a half. It's just as good as it was the night before, right? But it felt like Correct. a bit of a cop out because it's like takeout can be anything, right? I'm, I'm not microwaving Macca's chips, but I probably <laughs> would microwave like a Chinese takeout or like a curry. It seems like you understood the segment and Karma did not understand the segment. So yeah, but if I went for a single food, I'd probably say milk because it's versatile, right? Like, I'm not boiling that in the stove because you look away too long, boom, you got a, you got a busted saucepan once again. Like, yep. it's all burnt on the bottom, messed up. But, you know, you're making like a quick chai, put in my little microwavable cup, good to go. Okay, we're opening the segment out to drinks as well as food. (laughs) (laughs) Porridge is barely a food. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. All right, my number two. um, I got chocolate. (laughs) Okay. I'm Uh, going to... Can you just give, give me a little more? Give me a little more. As like, if you want a good topping or like a dipping sauce... Chuck a block of chocolate in a bowl, put it in the microwave, zap it for about a minute, and you've got perfect, perfect dipping sauce for for some biscuits. So you can chuck it on top of your popcorn, on top of ice cream. Yeah, I, I don't think people know this little cheat that I'm going to tell you about. But if you put a chocolate bar inside a like a foil thing and mm. then put it in the microwave, you will have a cup no. of hot chocolate. What? In foil. No, you won't. And, you will and have a broken microwave. Chocolate. <laughs> I just want and to a broken that. microwave. <laughs> I know I'm a guest here, boys. But <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta say, one and two, like Carmen like, like let's start with Alex. No. Foil. No. <laughs> that's that's I'm scared. I'm scared for you. I'm scared for your microwave. <laughs> Carmen, 
I got uh, not to pull the the kayfabe off in and under, but when you were reading about the chocolate and what you would put chocolate on, I could see you referring to some notes, and I'm yeah. really curious as to what notes you had down for chocolate. I was extensive, well, <laughs> like imported, like discovered just, by the Aztecs. I, I have a couple of biscuits listed, but then I was just I, decided, okay. Hang on. I just I just decided to group biscuits. All together, can, we get, so. can we get an Isaac ranking junior for for the biscuits that you had to put chocolate on? Oh. I got a yo-yo. Segway. Yeah. Yo-yo. I got controversial scotch finger because now they do them with chocolate, but the original <laughs> non-coated chocolate one is a good dipping one. Yep. No, and no, I know exactly what you're saying. If you're going back to the war times when they didn't have chocolate <laughs> hey, available. Hey, you put the respect on scotch fingers. <laughs> It's nicer to dip your own. Yeah. And a pretty pretty dynamic duo is an Anzac Bicky with some chocolate on it. Oh, yeah, I, I feel it, like that's spicy. Give it a crack. Give it a crack. For the boys in Gallup. To <laughs> the boys in Gallup. All right, let's move in right on. Let's do number one because this segment is terrible. Don't you um, have honourable mention? Well, we're not going to do honourable mentions at this stage. <laughs> Uncle these, ben. these have been painful enough. Um, number one for me, baked beans. Oh, I'll actually give you that. Yeah. I didn't Gross. even think about that. That's actually a good one. Glad I got is, your tick yeah. of approval. What is, what is this? <laughs> Bake, I don't get baked beans and I'm convinced, like Ted Lasso would say, I'm convinced baked beans is a trick. <laughs> that everyone, everyone who likes baked beans is just turning around going... We'll fucking get them. <laughs> no, they'll make they they'll make seven true, different varieties of this, and it'll be hilarious. A true staple in any good kitchen: breakfast, lunch, dinner, baked beans yeah, in the uh, microwave. Thirty seconds, maybe a bit longer. Put your foil in them, and then <laughs> cook them up. You want to make sure you get the ball of foil right in the center, so when it heats up, it radiates out. And covers all the beans. You can have baked beans and hot chocolate. Do we have to yeah. supply a warning here? Like a do not try this at home? Because I really don't want people putting foil in their microwaves. No, send us your videos <laughs> you put in foil in your microwaves. Moving on. <laughs> Clarky, what's your number one? Popcorn bros. Oh, that's a good one. That's no, not a good one. No. Nah. I don't uh, like popcorn, but that is a good one. I don't like microwave popcorn, so... <laughs> Cowards. <laughs> it sounds like you're not enthusiastic about a microwave full stop. I just think, yeah, microwaves should be for just making things convenient and quick. It's yeah, not... that's the idea. No, nah, but... Cook... I'm... Carmen, I don't want to break this to you. You can melt chocolate without a microwave. <laughs> but, yeah, it but, is, but is it, it, is is it quicker? Exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Popcorn, quicker in the microwave. I've got like, you can is get it not... the salt. No, is it not quicker to buy a packaged popcorn already? Just you crack the packet nah, over that's gross. straight that's, in your mouth. That's gross. Nah, that stuff's, that stuff's gross out of the bag. I either make it on the stove or in the microwave in the, the pre-packs because you want that fresh pop feeling. I do like the popping sound. You can buy the salt that they have in the movies when you're making it on the stove. Like the theatres, they've got a specific butter salt that they put on it. You can get that online for like 10 bucks if you're making it on the stove. Little little hack for the in and under listeners. Yeah, right. Fun fact popcorn all of it should be sweet and nothing less what no this no is, butter no is, salt sweet this has really polarized us this fucking segment <laughs> come and hit us with number one well yeah. i gotta I got do an honorable mention i can't not do these things without honorable mentions <laughs> they're the only reason i like to do them so honorable mention for me is packet soup yeah because soup is Average in itself, but if you need a quick meal in the winter, chuck a packet of soup in the microwave. Packet soup, like yeah, like the powder. No, it's like it's <laughs> it's a it's a liquid. I feel like we all live in vastly different like, like <laughs> we're all living <laughs> different lives. And lives. Um, what? But what soup is powdered? <laughs> yeah, no, because you get like chicken noodle soup or like the cup of soups. That I'm thinking, oh, like, no. the single, oh, cup, like the single cup of serves. soup goes straight from the kettle, doesn't it? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's my confusion. No, what pa- what liquid comes in a packet? There's, there's Is like- it soup in cans? No. Yeah, you-, you can get tins of soup and they should go straight in the microwave. 
possible. You can don't pour, pour them into a bowl. <laughs> Bob them straight in the microwave. To be fair, I think you can put these packets straight into the microwave too. But I mean, it's going to go into a bowl after, so I just put it in first. Use as directed, listeners. Use as directed. Yeah. yeah anyway, the information. What's that's number my, one? Mate? My honourable mention. My number one. I think Josh mentioned it before, but um, I've got food from the night before. <laughs> It's, you have ruined this segment. It, it is just the best thing to use a microwave for. Left. Do you mean? Do you mean any food? Any food. Yeah. Any food. Any you, food. I've any food I've ever made, and like I haven't been able to finish it in a container in the fridge, taking it with me the next day wherever I'm gone. Microwave. Two three minutes done. See, because cool. I feel like you can't reheat <laughs> like night before chips, right? Soggy. Yeah. Or like hot chips. Yeah. I mean, you can, but (laughs) (laughs) will it taste good? Probably not. (laughs) Next week, will it taste good? I'll I'll change my answer then. Food from night before except hot chips. (laughs) (laughs) Just to take slightly some of the ambiguity away from that statement. Um, well, that was terrible, but thanks for joining us for Isaac Rankins this week. And maybe this will be the last time ever. Yeah. Well, thank you, Clarky, for being with us this week. This will probably be the last time for you. I'm sure you don't want to. I'm sure you don't want to join us anymore after this. No, I love your energy. Maybe you should start taking Isaac Rankings from listeners. Yeah, we, we well, want when, to just when no we one get, fucking emails us when we when we get <laughs> so listeners. We to, yeah, we have to come up with these shit segments <laughs> on our own. All right, Clarky, do you want to say goodbye? Thanks for having me on, boys. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, no, it was an absolute pleasure having you, mate. Yeah, if you want to, uh, if you want to listen to us, I'm just going to take this time to self plug. Absolutely, cut it, cut it or it. leave it in. You can find me on Twitter at QuantumJC. Uh, I am also a co-host of the Footy Mailbag, which is a super coach-based question and answer show. Uh, and you can find that on Twitter at Footy Mailbag. Uh, I'm also the host of The Falcon, a footy podcast. And you can find us on Falcon Footy Pod uh, on just on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we are currently going through, we just finished talking about the Adelaide Crows. Uh, Carmen, where we're getting supporters on to talk about their experiences with the club, like when they started getting into them, their favourite moments, and uh, and a couple of little extra segments in the middle there. So if you want to go give us a follow, by all means, please do. It's worth a listen, folks. You won't regret it. Yeah. Well, Much you, you the opposite will. of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you probably you probably will regret it, but we appreciate your patronage. All right, well, thank you, Josh. Ah, sorry, Clarky. <laughs> it's fine. He's on a first-name basis. Yeah. We are. Uh, but, yeah, no, thank you for your time, and we look forward to having you again if you'll allow us to invite you again. Always, boys. Thanks, mate. Cool. Thanks, Clarky. Oh. See you see at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>